Hey sis, I'm so glad you're here for the very last interview of the relationship series with my best friend, my sister, creative artist and musician, Audrey Martins Dixon. So this interview is extremely special because it was recorded two days just before her wedding. So she shares the full circle story of how she waited on God for four years for her now husband. Plus, she's going to share what it was like coming from her home country of Brazil to New York for ministry. So get your journals out. She's going to share so much wisdom that you can really glean from and take and apply in your own life. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. Hello, I am here with my best friend and sister, Audrey. I just did her intro, but we are here sitting on my bed. It's Thursday at 8.56 p.m., two days before she's about to get married. So, what's up? How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's funny that um, just tonight I was feeling that little anxiety or that little like butterflies in the stomach and yeah excitement it's almost like there is an energy rushing all over me and I always yeah I'm all the time like attentive doing something and so connected with everything that's going to happen it's like becoming like very real for me wow yeah have you imagined like the day in your head like a million times already or (laughs) yeah not all the time but yeah especially yesterday night i was imagining like everything yeah almost as if i was seeing a movie of the wedding and just imagining yeah the beauty of everything that's going to happen I am so excited. So we're going to talk more about how you met your amazing fiance, Chris, and uh, like the wedding and the preparation for that. But before we get started, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your testimony and yeah, how Jesus found you. Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my testimony. So I, I am from Brazil and... I'm 29 years old now. Um, I grew up in a Catholic family and yeah, lovely parents and a very nice family. So throughout my whole life, I heard about Jesus and I had um, Bible like teachings at the Catholic Church. And yeah, I studied in Catholic schools also. So all the time I was kind of in contact with that. And I remember some points in my youth and um, when I was really open to see if God was there and trying to pray and everything, but um, that never happened uh, in a a way that it would show like God is real for me. So that staying in the level of tradition and just going to church on Sundays and being distracted sometimes. 
And yeah, when I was in college in Brazil, I was studying international relations and I had many um, classes like sociology, politics and uh, things like that. And of course, all those theories and different uh, things that you read in college makes you think. And I was in a moment that I was trying to find my, my own meaning for existence and uh, what I truly wanted for myself. So I started really questioning God, and at that point, I started declaring myself an atheist. And my vision was basically that God was a creation of me. Sorry, that's my alarm going off. I have no idea why I have a 9 p.m. alarm. <laughs> but okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was basically thinking like that it was um, like... Um, a necessity for weak people basically like the idea of God and I stayed like that for a few like maybe two years and but I was all the time researching and that's when I was all the time studying different religions and getting philosophy books uh, Buddhism Hinduism all of that and um, there there came a time where my best friend started going to a small group a Christian group and she was Catholic also, but she was just enjoying so much that youth group that would get together and pray and read the Bible. And I had no idea what was that, but she all the time was so excited about it. And there came a day that I, I just invited myself. I was like, you always say that this thing is so nice. Can you take me with you the next time? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she took me there and it was basically... A beautiful encounter that God had prepared for me and my encounter with God was not like just a one moment thing where something very supernatural happened but it was mostly just God inserting me he placed me in a, in a in a community where people had like amazing relationships amazing time together every week and they were caring and loving they would pray for me and call um, and pick me up to go to church and all of that, answer my qu crazy questions about faith. And um, yeah, and that moment also was when I received a more clear teaching about Jesus, about who Jesus is, that he's the way to God, that he's the truth and how he wants to have a personal relationship with us and how we need to surrender our hearts to him to be able to to experience this transformation and since I received that teaching and I was opening up and letting go of my um, my difficulties like my intellectual uh, barrier that I had uh, that need of explaining everything and I slowly surrendered that to God and embraced faith like God I don't understand I cannot explain everything but I'll trust you and I'll trust mm -hmm. that the word is truth. So that's when I I literally gave a step of faith and I, I set aside all the doubts and questions that I had and I turned to God and, and I said, God, I'll let you explain to me what the Bible is, what the Bible says. And in few months in that, at that time, I experienced transformations that I didn't see in years of striving to mm. know myself or to be a better person. And yeah, experiencing what the Bible says becoming true in my life, peace that surpasses understanding, desire to forgive people, uh, joy unexplainable. And yeah, I really, I remember in those, in that, that, at that time, I really 
prayed and asked God for having an experience with his love because I would see people talking about God's love and I I was like God I want that to be real for me I don't want to have other people's experience I'm I'm like I'm all in but like I for me it's all or nothing <laughs> I need to I'm I'm committing my life to you but I need to have my own experiences love. and that's what I craved since the beginning and it was very gradual uh, me coming to Jesus but that was just like he was just conquering the territory of my heart like little by little with his mm. truth and with experiences with him and every time I was just like progressively going deeper into him desiring more of him and making choices in my life that was like uh, reflecting that and committing my heart and my future to him and that's what yeah brought me from Brazil to the US uh, because I joined the seminary after many time just I was just trying to have a, a career and build my life but God um, really directed me to know more of the Bible and serve the church for a season and that's what brought me to the US when I received a scholarship for finishing that program here and um, yeah so that's when I came to the US and was able to experience new things and get to know you <laughs> and get to know my fiance wow that is so cool like yeah I, I we I mean we know each other very well so <laughs> a lot of these questions I already know the answer to um but yeah that was like very much like my journey of like progressively like the Lord had progressively like stolen my heart also like as you know because you were literally there for like the beginning <laughs> um and so, yeah, and you even, like, you had talked about you were atheist, but you'd even explored, like, other faiths, like, Buddhist and, like, I don't remember some of the other stuff you've explored. Mm -hmm. But you didn't find, you what, did, what was that experience like for you, I guess? Yeah, so my experience with Catholicism, I think uh, one thing that I can say about that was that I thought that God was mad at me, and I thought that I needed to suffer and have pain to to like receive the forgiveness of God mm -hmm. and yeah and it was mostly like but it was good that I received this foundation of principles and I know Catholics that have amazing experiences spiritual experiences but uh, yeah due to some ways of seeing it uh, in that environment I kind of had that idea so yeah sometimes I would pray but like I wasn't actually talking to God intimately. I was just like repeating prayers like 10 times, 20 times. And just, you know, like, oh, if I suffer, God may talk, maybe he'll listen to me or see me. Mm. But it was very distant, my idea of God. Um, with Buddhism, I, I, a friend was reading about it. So I read like full books about the doctrine and um, it, it would be very pleasing to my intellect too because it's a very like refined like simple idea of of life and everything uh and i practice meditation but um it would it would be just like interesting and nice to my intellect but it simply was not transforming me from inside out and mm. that's i never found something like oh like this is not good about buddhism but when i started experiencing the bible and experiencing like jesus 
all the things that I was trying by my perfection of methods of meditation that I never reached out, that never happened actually, um, with Jesus, that those things were happening effortlessly just because I was mm. with him. Yeah, and I, I, I end up like, I visited many things like Adventist, church, um, Hinduism, like Hindu temples. The Hindu temples, it was just interest, uh, an, a cultural interest for me. Um, I, I tried like singing mantras and stuff, but um, I never really committed into finding something there. It was mostly, I would be interested about Indian culture and the songs and all, all the things connected with that. But literally, it was so funny. One thing that I can say that can summarize all of this is that at that time, I had a boyfriend that he literally would be interested about all the religions. So he would go to Gnosis meetings, Kabbalah meetings, uh, and then and on the Sundays, he would go to the Hindu temple to sing songs and have dinner with them. And he took me to um, Jewish temples, like all the possible things. <laughs> and he was an explorer. Um, and at that time, I started going to the Christian meetings. He also started going lightly at that time. But the, the thing is that nobody came to me and said, um, you should stop going to those things or all oh, those things are wrong. <clears throat> but um, literally, as I was experiencing God through the Bible, those experiences were like not touching just my mind, it was mm. touching my heart. Mm. And when I would still go <laughs> to the other diverse meetings that I was going, um, in my heart, I would feel like, hmm, this thing that this guy is saying is kind of off. Like, I feel like I found more truth in, in what I was hearing about the Bible. Mm, and yeah. slowly, I, I started like selecting what I wanted and I slowly like turned from, from those things to walk in the Bible. And of course, whenever I was going to um, get to know something in the Bible that really would convict me with truth, um, I would take decisions of faith and commitment about that. Mm. like changing my lifestyle and committing to those truths not because someone was forcing me but because I felt so loved by God that I wanted to you know like honor him and mm. to love him back yeah it changes love his love changes everything yeah everything <laughs> <laughs> wow that's so cool I love that so much um and so that makes me ask, make me think about like, okay, so you're in Brazil, you're in seminary. And for those who don't know what seminary is, it's kind of like a Bible school, basically. Um, and um, you decided to come to New York. So tell me a little bit about that decision, because I'm just thinking about maybe different women who listen and they're like, maybe they feel a call to a completely different country. And they're like, what the heck? So what was that like? For you, I guess, like leaving your home country to like come to New York. Yeah, for me, since I really committed to my faith in Christ and I became like um, a consistent member in a Christian church in Brazil, um, I I received so many words from God, like God speaking to my heart, and also people when they would pray for me or prophesy, like sharing what they were hearing from God different people, people that don't know me, people in different places, all the time <laughs> they would prophesy that God had called me to nations mm. and that God would send me to nations. 
to share the gospel yeah. and to do his will and um i i always knew that that seed was planted since the first the first meetings i went to those churches and all the conferences all the time god would remind me of that and plant that seed it's mm. like the initial moment where god speaks something over your life and that becomes a seed and you believe that so i was living with that expectation of like when will god send me where wow. will god send me and the church that i was part of um they are very apostolic church they plant church they open church through small groups in many places so basically every state in brazil has like a, a building or a group of believers from that church mm. and they open churches in africa asia like us mostly in florida so even through the church seeing what the church is doing i already had that dream of being part of that and helping open churches in new places and help people get to know Jesus. And I was involved in every area in the church, like youth, leading children, worship, all of that. And yeah, the funny thing is that when I realized that I would go to seminary, at first I just, I was thinking of just developing my car uh, career or something, focusing on work and doing a part-time uh, Bible school but at that time like i realized that's not it's it doesn't need to be for everybody but i realized that that was an invitation of god for me um i was uh realizing how gradually more and more i was committing my time and being involved in so many things regarding jesus regarding sharing the gospel and discipling people and being part of everything that the church uh, that the church does and I literally realized how how I was satisfied with that and even desiring more. So since I realized that I was in that situation, but at the same time pursuing something else, I stopped for a moment and I'm like, I'm going to listen to God. And that's mm. when I went, simply went to my room and stayed silent. And I just let God speak to my heart. And as I waited and listened to, in silence, turning to my heart, uh, I heard God speaking to me that he was inviting me to join the seminary of my church at that time, which would be full-time, like living um, in the church and having classes, prayer, and serving in all capacities in the church. And at the at first time, I felt challenged by that. Uh, but at the same time, God invited me to do that. He, invi he told me that he would open a door for me in New York, but there wasn't even a a door open to to do seminary in, in New York at that time but I just wrote everything on my journal that's a way that I develop also uh, having clarity about what God speaks to me I always write on on a specific journal what I feel like God spoke to me or any prophetic word and I wrote that and God also uses people in our lives because I was avoiding. I was like, no, God spoke, but maybe he didn't speak. And then I was studying for like some, some things like a kind of work in diplomacy or I, uh, some work with government in Brazil. I was trying to do some, some tests to see if I would get a job on that. And then my, like, I consider her a spiritual mom. She's a friend, but she helped me since I started going to coming to Jesus. So she came to me and she's like, 
Audrey, I remember you told me like last month that God spoke to you to go to seminary. What are you doing about it? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just starting to get a good job. And she literally like, okay, but you say that you listen to God. And then she she was such a, like, a, a special person in my faith walk. And she, she told me, let's pray and fast together for a week for God to give you confirmation and for you to have no doubts about what he spoke to you. So we both fasted and prayed over call. Like we'll have like quick calls of 30 minutes, 15 minutes every day. And we were praying and fasting and literally God brought the confidence that I needed to take that step. And then it was hard for me, like, I was living with my parents, never left my house until that time. My parents don't fully understand those spiritual things because they're not that deep into that. So when I told my parents, literally, they they accepted, but it was just so hard. I felt like uh, a deep, like, uh, emotional connection was kind of broken. Mm-hmm. And... I remember even my mom, she left my house and, and she went to her sister's house not to see me leaving the, uh, our house. But God is so good that in that same week, I was visiting another church for a conference and he used a person that I never know, saw in my life to prophesy over me and say, like, you're, you're walking in the right direction. Wow. And God will, God's inviting you into a new level. And that brought me a lot of peace. So, yeah, through that, I joined seminary, and God used all the circumstances possible. I didn't, like, God used my family taking a visit to see parents in Florida, and, like, the church in New York opened a class for the next year. So all of that happened, literally, um, it was God aligning things. But I think, regarding what you asked me about people that maybe will have the interest of going to a seminary or something Mm. like that. Um, Something that I could highlight is what the Bible says in Philippians 2, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, 2.13, if I'm not mistaken, um, that says that God puts in our hearts the desire Mm. and that He um, makes that happen, that He fulfills the, the desires that He puts in our hearts. So that's that's a sign, you know, when you commit your heart to Jesus, you start having spiritual desires. And sometimes sometimes you won't even realize and you think that it's yourself. So I desired more. I desired um experience all those things that God spoke over me and and God brought that into a fulfillment. So I think we can trust our heart. Um not on our own strength, but we can trust that God will guide our hearts and that He will fulfill the desires of our hearts. Especially if He gave you a word, He would definitely fulfill that. And also listening to God. Listening mm. to God mm. and another key factor for me was having people of God around me that I share, even that encourage me like, hey, God spoke that to you, let's pray fast together. Because sometimes it won't be easy. It was not definitely not easy for me. Even throughout seminary, it was not easy. Um, I I was definitely stretched in every possible area. And all the time I had people, like, people around me. God will use everybody. Like, God used my parents to bless me. 
and even people that I don't know, but I can say that especially the, the people of God, that God um, placed by your side to walk with you, um, they, will be, um, they will be a key part of it to pray for you, lift you up and encourage you. And yeah, like just taking time to listen to God about every step and being faithful to walk with Him in, in fully uh, dependence on Him. Wow. Amen. Yes. <laughs> you said so many amazing things. Like, like, yeah, the desires and then getting still before the Lord, having people like pray with you. And you, you have been, I also was like feeling emotional because I was like, oh my gosh, because you have been like that person, like for me, like in my journey and like figuring out what the heck, Jesus, what am I doing with my life? Like, oh my gosh. So yeah, you were absolutely like that person for me in so many different seasons and like walks in life so love you (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're in new york you have met me i remember the first day you came it was amazing um we sat next to each other in a small group and i was like what's up and we were like i think a year apart in age or something um versus like our all the 18 19 year olds in our group um so that point all these things happen. So you, how did you meet Chris? I guess let's get to that point. So you're in New York. You've met me. Amen. And <laughs> you're living your life here now. Like, how? when did you and how did you meet Chris? And Chris is the fiance, everyone. I think we've got that down. I call him Chris. Obviously, I know him. So Chris is Audrey's fiance. But yes. Yes. So I met Chris in last year, 2020 uh in the middle of a lockdown i was living with you Jeanette. um we both were living in hell's kitchen god opened a crazy door of an apartment for us there a very comfortable place where we were living and we basically we weren't like going out very much because there was nothing happening we would just like (laughs) go do groceries or basic stuff and uh there was a day that my friend Jeanette yes. saw on Instagram uh, of Life Center Church uh, that they were doing a worship and she invited me to go to Union Square on a sunny Saturday and I'm like okay let's go and we both were super excited we decided to bike there because that was the first worship we went to After like since time. lockdown so it had yeah. been months <laughs> where we hadn't worshipped with anybody yeah so I got all cute on my pink jeans and <laughs> all all those things but i was like oh yeah whatever i'll put this running shoes because they are not they are not cute but i'm not gonna meet anybody i was totally in my mind i was like this is definitely not happening now that's not my season that's not for me like what i tried in the past didn't didn't work out like no that's not happening now that was my idea at the moment i wasn't expecting anything uh, so we biked to Union Square, and then we figured out, like, oh, actually, it's not the church that posted that's doing the worship, but it's another church, a group from Jersey, and we were like, okay, so we just joined the worship, they were playing, and there were the the, the Black Lives Matter, um, I don't know, protests? Yeah, or, protests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were kind of um, using that, that moment, that people were there in the square to yeah share some light through worship and giving snacks prayer 
So we were just joining it. And when they started the outreach, giving snacks, Jeanette takes a box of uh, snacks and she's like, let's pray for people and give snacks. But I was like, no, I don't feel like I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stay here watching. So I was just like looking around. And then I see that a guy with light eyes, um, like walking towards the group. But I literally didn't notice him as... Um, as someone that I was interested, but I was kind of just observing everything that was happening, like who the church was talking to and who were receiving prayer. I was kind of paying attention to this thing. So I was like, oh, maybe maybe people pray for him or is he with the people? Like, I don't know. But then I was looking at other stuff. But he saw me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, according to him, he, he, was, he, was, he was interested in me since the first time he saw me. So he took one of the snacks of the outreach and he literally came to me and gave me the snack and said, Jesus loves you. And I'm like, thank you, but I don't want the snack. But <laughs> yeah, anyways, and then he turns to me and remember when I had left my house, I, I was cute, but I put the old running shoes because I was like, I'm not meeting anybody. And then he turns to me, look at my shoes and then he says, nice shoes <laughs> and, and then he started talking about shoes and photography and many other things and he invited me for coffee and he's like yeah my coffee's almost over want to get another one can i treat your coffee and i'm like sure like free coffee <laughs> <laughs> so i was just like oh a nice christian friend and we were walking and he he turns to me looking in my eyes and he says we're going to be best friends with such conviction. Like he literally says, we are going to be best friends. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, how does he know it? How, how does he has that conviction? I was just thinking with myself, but then we just got the coffee, came back. Jeanette was like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, as we left the square to meet another friend, she asked me, also oh, who is that guy and i was like oh that's nothing that's just a random conversation so yeah that's how i saw that at the moment because i think i was programming my mind to not think about relationships mm. so i was like no that's nothing happening that's not going anywhere because like it didn't happen in the previous month so it's not happening now but yeah that's how very like unexpectedly I met Chris on our first day out the house in the lockdown and yeah he came to me and we got coffee and after that yeah he just he was just so sure so he was the next day he was already calling me inviting me to hang out and yeah he never gave up <laughs> <laughs> that is so true okay so what I I I know what this answer is, but I want you to share with others is that when was the moment where you were like, okay, I'm not in like this dude is nice or whatever. Thanks for the coffee. What was the moment where it switched for you? Like, oh, this is actually something. This is someone I could be like interested in. Cause I remember in the beginning, like she said, she was absolutely not interested. Like you guys hung out like the next week and you came home and you're like, no, I am definitely not interested. <laughs> And then, like, a few days later, you're like, oh, wait, yes, I am. So, yeah, tell, tell like, us about, yeah, what made, like, what, what how did you know that this would be, like, oh, this is, it could be actually something? Um, 
Because I think there's, like, so many women, they're, like, you know, they have guys at church or, like, in their group or, like, whatever, and they're, like, oh, like, maybe even, like, women who are listening, it's, like, you know, your friends are always, like, pushing you towards a certain guy, and you're, like, oh, I don't see it. So I think, like, even just sharing that's going to help, like, oh, maybe there's some things I could, like, look for, you know, just, like, be curious about. Yeah, yeah. So I think all of that was affected by how my mindset was at that moment um, Mm. set about relationship and about what I was expecting for relationship. And what was huge part of it, first of all, was when I became a Christian and I really came, gave my life to Jesus and I started learning what relationship is, learning the meaning of what, like what a marriage actually means, what, like what, what is the biblical purpose of relationships and everything that completely changed my mind so I wasn't anymore with that mindset of like oh this guy is cute I'm gonna hang out with him like no I I wanted to I knew that the person that would be with me needed to be a person that has the same understanding of who Jesus is and that pursues Jesus the same with the same love and passion that I do Mm. and another thing that really shaped my my perception of relationship and what I was expecting or how I would interact with that was the fact that God spoke to me that he that I I needed to surrender my relationship life to him so that he would give me some someone that would be his uh, good and pleasant and perfect will and on the that was in 2016 and then 2017 God spoke to me through a prophet saying God is God is putting is going to put a beautiful man by your side and it's going to be a gift and it's going to be something beautiful and pure and a testimony that nobody needs to pray to to look for a partner because god takes care of it Mm. which from it i don't want to make a rule that like you know that there is only a certain way of meeting someone because god is way more creative than us (laughs) and he has a personal way of dealing with each one of his children he has a specific way of making us grow mature and growing faith and experience his will but at the end is like is trusting him and he's the one that operates everything so that's what i got from that prophecy and i really rested about it um so i knew that god would make it <clears throat> i wasn't like in that um in that hard disposition of just you know go hunting <laughs> or after god after guys or be doing much effort I, I literally stayed so chill about it and for four years and a half i literally had no date no like not going out with anybody only when i moved to new york that like for some reason like just um yeah a lot of guys were like approaching me but um yeah i ended up hanging out like one or two times with two guys but um it didn't it didn't work out so I was just like, okay, like I'll just I'll just wait. So yeah, basically because you asked me like how how did I know when things change? So mm-hmm. those things were already things that were in my mind, like completely. Mm. It needs to be something, uh, someone who loves Jesus and has a, a a similar vision about it and similar passion about it. 
and I knew that God would make it and that wouldn't be a result of my effort but it would be a gift of God so I was literally wow. like open to see God moving in it uh, on the other side like I, I was literally not expecting uh, Chris for for some reasons because one is that um, he at first look it wouldn't be the kind of guy that I would be interested in the first second mm. like my the type of guy that I would like even the, the physical things it would be like different things that, are, that would get my attention so that was one of the things um, and the, which doesn't mean that I'm not attracted to him like he's <laughs> amazing I love him and um, but at that moment like in my you know superficialist of things that I like <laughs> <laughs> definitely like it wasn't that so in another aspect it, another aspect is that I wasn't expecting because of two guys that in, in like in few months before it didn't you know nothing happened so I was just like oh like that's not happening it's simply not happening mm. I was with that mindset a little bit hard like you know when your heart gets tired of mm. having expectations I was just like I don't want to have expectations for a while Mm. and the other aspect is just Chris personality he's just such a different person he's just so transparent he he's a, he's all the t- he's a very childlike also so very silly sometimes funny and he's hilarious yeah. <laughs> he's so funny <laughs> so he's literally everywhere he's a dancer all the time <laughs> so he would take his speaker and dance on the street like for people in the middle of the street and like make crazy jokes that sometimes doesn't even make sense and even his feelings for me like he was approaching me like a little boy that likes a girl the only thing that he can say is like I like you (laughs) (laughs) and that was not what I was expecting personally I was like oh I want a mysterious man that would would pretend that he doesn't like me and that he will like keep me on the waiting for months until he finally shows that he likes me wow because that's what i was used to i was used Mm. to have like like to love and expect for guys that never look at me Mm. and and the guys that like me that did like me i was literally not interested in them so i think through that pattern of like my heart maybe outwardly I wouldn't be pursuing the guys but in my heart silently I would be pursuing that I would be Mm. um, you know how to say applying my heart into those emotions and and at the end nothing would happen so I would just need to you know uh, do something with all those emotions and expectations and feelings that I had so I was already tired of that process and with Chris it was just crazy I, I did nothing and he liked me so since I I, told, I said before that God had a, a, a word over my life and uh, literally when Chris came into my life he he broke all the expectations and like whatever I was imagining of how things would be it was just like everything different from what I was expecting which was good because that was the way of God to surprising me i feel like god likes to surprise us especially with the gifts and the things that he has for us so yeah he literally used how different chris is and how i was in a moment of like hopeless about uh hopelessness about relationship i wasn't in a bad moment i was in a good moment but just like not expecting anything 
so yeah all of that made a, an idea of not accepting that my encounter with Chris would be something um, one thing that helped change that was that he had written a book about his testimony of how he encountered Jesus and how he experienced dance and like worship through dance so yeah if you're curious about the book <laughs> the name yeah, is, plug it <laughs> yeah the name is dancing in the cloud by chris dixon so yeah he gave me a book on the second day that i met him and of course i was curious like who is this guy that's calling me every day like i want to <laughs> make sure that he's a nice guy or whatever so i literally read the whole book and i would enjoy it from the beginning to end but literally i think when i was finishing the book was the the turning point like oh now i know like who is inside that crazy guy that just says that likes me and calls me all the time and acts like <laughs> weird and dances in front of people because i also was not into dancing i i was expecting like a musician playing the guitar or something like that mm -hmm. but yeah like all all of that that i couldn't see in him through the surface and also because we met like in the we met and so quickly he was already pursuing me so mm. we didn't have a friendship time or a time that i would know him so the book helped me knowing him um wow. below the surface and yeah like and another turning point was when we finally hang out by ourselves because mm. we were basically going to some church outreach together or things with other people around and we we were not having much opportunity to talk and stuff and when we finally had our hangout together it was just so nice and i could see like that easy flow of who we are and our creativity and everything like coming together in small details so yeah i think the book and we having a quality time together in a hangout was the turning point for me Wow, I love that so much. I always love hearing the story. Like I could hear it a million times because um, it was so special and so different and also so fast, like <laughs> the turning point. <laughs> like You're like, oh, I like it that now. That happened in one week. Actually. Yeah, it it's sounds like a month. We saw each other like the first week we saw each other like four times or something like that. So yeah, and we literally spoke every day because he he wouldn't stop calling me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome yeah I think like one of the biggest things like that we can take from that is like be open like be open to God's surprises because I definitely do the same I'm like oh like I want him to look like this God or like I want him to look like that or I want him to be like this and it's like who God has for you could be like something you can never expect so it's like being open and like even to guys that are pursuing you like if they have that character that, you know, they love the Lord, they're pursuing him, like, with the same passion, like Audrey said, like, that's something to pray about and even, like, look into, especially, you know, if they're in that pursuit. Because um, you even mentioned, like, it was also different from, like, the relationships that you've had before. And I feel like that was, like, an indicator for you also. You're like, oh, this is something different. Like, someone actually pursuing me and being transparent and being open um, but yeah, when do you feel like, cause you guys dated for a short time, like how did you know that you were like, like, where did you get that conviction that he was like good to marry? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, this is, I like, I, it's always weird saying like the one, like I absolutely believe, you know, we get married one time. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
Um, and so, yeah, it's like, how did you know? How did I know? Um, yeah, one of the aspects about it that I need to put as a background is how I, I, I was seeing the process of getting married and meeting someone. Uh, because I think through church and everything, I, I kind of develop an understanding and a mindset that like relationship is not like <clears throat> just having fun with someone like mm. just oh like I'll just enjoy this person and like you know spend time like uh, it's not something just for you know what you can get of the person and just like and then when you're tired of it you say like oh I, I have nothing more to get from you so bye wow. so or just like you know a random nightstand like that completely stayed in my past because I was I, was, I got an understanding that um, a relationship just as everything that we do when our lives is in God's hand is it has a purpose so the purpose of a relationship it's getting to know someone developing a friendship with someone so that you will um, evaluate if if that person is a person that you can consider um, to marriage and potentially and develop that foundation in, in the case that that person is the one for you that you build a foundation of uh, friendship of conversation of common experiences and pursuits in faith or in life that will lead you to uh, a marriage so the marriage is the goal and of course we don't force that through the process but that's what we are aiming and that's what we are evaluating throughout the process so i had that and i also had the in mind that when that um how can i say i wanted that and god gave me that prophecy and that word and i was already waiting mm -hmm. for four years and a half and i saw god stretching me so much in that time even learning how to live by myself how to how to be independent and like in every possible area I felt a growth of God so I felt everything was preparation because yeah marriage is also connected to our whole life like to our profession to what we study to our pursuits in God so I think it's also important to in our single life that we will like pursue and just allow ourselves to experience the fullness of what God has for us individually mm. you know like I was unafraid and I was like I want to experience everything that I can through this church I want to do all the courses that I can I want to like go deep and I want to go to New York and experience that city and I in you know like in my creativity I was, I was like I want to paint I want to make music and I didn't I can't say that I did realize all uh the desires I had in my signal singleness uh, before marriage but I definitely conquered uh, a knowledge of who I am and of mm. who I like and who God called me to be mm. and that was because I treasured my singleness and I and I valued like knowing who I am in God and enjoying every step of that I always even before I know Jesus I had in my mind like I want to be um, uh, I want to be like the fullness of who I'm meant to be like in my singleness mm. because I know that there will be a fullness when I am with someone wow. there will be like a fullness of a couple but 
I want to develop that. I want to reach my high standards and the, the potential that I have. So I really focus on that. So since all of that was already kind of developed, like uh, me knowing myself, me knowing what I'm pursuing, what I want and what is my vision for life and also experiencing um, more maturity and independence um, and also, yeah, just being waiting and desiring that the desire of having a husband was growing inside of me so i knew that the time was coming mm-hmm. uh, because it wasn't a desperate desire of like i need that to be affirmed i need that to to have satisfaction it was a desire like i'm i'm good where i where i am at i love my singleness but i desire that mm. so that was because I, I realized that it was my season and that I, I knew that that would happen. So I know that when I, my time is come and also I have conviction about someone, I was already ready to go. I was ready to get married because I was being intentional about my relationship life. So there was no reason for me to be like, oh, let me wait five years to see. Yeah. Um, but that was my process because of my age, because of how many years I was able to dedicate to my singleness in Jesus I was already in a moment that I I was just waiting for God to make happen because I I knew that in my heart I was ready for that and with Chris when I met him he was in the same situation which Mm. was so good Mm. so good that he was in pursuit of a wife Mm. like even he told me and some friends of him told that he was he, he would talk to girls in church, not because he was willing to pursue out the girls. Maybe some girls would see like that, but he was just like talking and looking who was around him because he was desiring to have a wife. And he knew that he wanted that and God had that for him. So when he, he met me and he saw in me what he was longing and desiring in the Lord, he, he didn't want to lose waste time. He was just like... I want to know you. I want to be around you. And <laughs> he, he was just so open. And But like not everything is perfect. He wasn't fully mature in some aspects of like mm. uh, he needed to put his financial life together. He needed to <clears throat> grow in some areas, being more independent in some areas. Um, I saw like a huge transformation in his life from when we started dating until now. Um so he definitely wasn't fully perfect and me neither because I think we don't need to be perfect and like with no no like nothing to be changed to be able to step into what God has for us but um, God just develops us onto a certain level and then we step into that by faith also because you know we need to still trust him for other things so yeah I feel like me and Chris we both experienced the same thing we we had a transformation of mind like oh relationship has a purpose like marriage is uh what uh, it's what relationships should, should lead to and um we both experienced that and we both were longing for that but from a, a healthy place like oh i'm ready mm. for that so i feel like when we met it was just a matter of knowing each other a matter of adjustments and we both wanted that and um yeah so we both were like we don't need to wait forever um and just to finish um this question the confirmation came from again through listening to god Mm -hmm. i was in the relationship 
I was enjoying, I was seeing good fruits of it, I was seeing his character and everything. Um, and we had a brief talk that like, oh, maybe six months would be good. So when the six months were approaching, I was like, Jesus, everything is going well, but you need to speak to me. Like we are on five months of, of relationship. Six months is coming. I remember we spoke about it. I think he might repropose to me. So I really prayed that. I was like, Jesus, you need to speak to me. You need mm. to speak to me, yes or no, about it. Because we already know where we're going. We already know each other enough. And I don't want to make the situation like a, a waste of time or something, a confusion. So I prayed, like, Jesus, either confirm that he's the one or um send us different ways because like we are coming to a point where commitment's coming and i don't want to be unsure i need to listen to your voice confirming to me <clears throat> and that happened one day i was uh alone in my apartment i had just watched my friend's uh, wedding which was amazing also testimony of god she got married in germany she's brazilian too <clears throat> and Right after I watched her wedding on YouTube, the Holy Spirit literally brought me to lay down on the floor. And I, I had no idea what God wanted to speak to me. I just obeyed and I was laying on the floor. And God clearly spoke to my heart that Chris is the one that he had for me and that wow. he had a purpose for us. And since that moment, all the you know hidden doubts and like insecurities that I had about him because I was really trying to protect my heart throughout the whole relationship and sometimes that would turn into fear. But God removed all of that and from that moment on, my relationship with Chris completely changed and I was so free, so light, so, you know, joyful and so ready for, you know, the next step, which was through him because he prepared the whole proposal. Um, yeah, December last year when we made six months. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Wow. I really don't even have anything to add because everything you're saying is so good. I usually talk a lot more in interviews, to be honest. But and I actually didn't know that you, like, God had confirmed that to you. So that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. And so, like, what, what is it like now? Like, no, first of all, when you guys you guys got engaged, you had set a later date, and then you decide to move it up, and so you were getting married in two days. <laughs> so I'd love for you to just share like a little bit about like that, and then also like what is it like? You know, you've been doing life with the Lord for a long time now, and like seeing His faithfulness and seeing Him carry you through. Like, what is it like now? Like, or what is it? How how has it been in this season of? You know, knowing that you waited for so long and then finding the one and then doing all that and then, like, literally preparing for your wedding and you're, like, about to get married. Like, literally, in two days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so to answer your first question about the date, we got engaged and, as I told you before, um, <clears throat> I, I really felt ready to, to get married. And I wasn't... I had a feeling in my heart, like that what I wanted to build from now on, it would be with my husband. Mm. I, I wasn't des really desiring to have any personal pursuit 
as a single woman because mm. I had done that um, in some aspects in the past years mm. but at the moment I was just like I'm ready to build my life with someone <clears throat> so for me it didn't make much sense to be waiting for a long time the only thing that we were considering was mostly finances and we were just talking at the beginning of the year we were like oh we both love summer let's have a summer wedding and Chris was even thinking like oh like let's wait another year but I'm like no that doesn't make sense and then we decided to <clears throat> at first we decided to do um six months from the engagement which would be exactly now in the middle of the year 2021 but then um yeah we had like some friends like older friends that um were talking to each other and they one of them came to us uh one day and he was just like yeah sharing those questions about life like where are you gonna live where are your plans how are you gonna survive are all like legit questions and of course we were not fully ready which uh doesn't need to be the case of every everybody maybe many other people that will get married they already have a great career and they will have their own apartments and a a successful career but as i said before god has a plan individual plan for each person an individual process for each person and that's why we need to move by what God says and not by what people see or what people say. Even if they are pastors or people of God, mm. what most what needs to be like the top guide in your life and in our lives, it needs to be the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in your heart. It needs to be your own conviction. <clears throat> and that's what what was a, a life changer for me since since like years before even when i was coming to new york like my pastor wanted to send me to south africa if i was going to like follow his voice and not the voice of the holy spirit i wouldn't be here so and it's nothing bad in that it's nothing bad when people come and have their own uh perceptions about us but the thing is we need to walk by conviction and we need to listen to the holy spirit so mm. We spoke with that friend and that friend was like, yeah, you need to have more time to prepare. That's more responsible. That's wisdom. Take more time. The middle of the year is too hurried. And then we both decided, okay, so I I definitely didn't want to wait until 2022. So I was like, let's get married in December, in the winter. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, with that excitement. And um, Chris agreed with that, but we both like we don't love winter at all. And uh, his mom works in the catering hall, so the week after we visited the catering hall, we rented a room there. And literally, it's a very fancy, classy thing, but it's not my my style. Does they don't have like windows? And so they don't have natural light and that was killing me the whole year like, <laughs> my wedding's not gonna have natural light it's gonna be cold freezing, no natural light i love nature i love details i love simplicity i love rustic things so i was just like okay how can i turn that catering hall into a nature space with simplicity simply impossible like it would be very difficult but yeah that's what this is the only thing that was in my mind <laughs> throughout the year and as the year went by we were just some good things happened like chris was working 
um, his financial life and <clears throat> working harder to pay bills, to pay, get out of debt and all the things we were doing marriage counseling i got my dress funny thing i got a summer dress for my winter marriage that turned out into a summer wedding <laughs> but yeah um we did that we're just like going slowly with the plans um not even realizing that everything would be changed in like one week so me and Jeanette, we were living in harlem amazing time <laughs> together there and our lease was finishing. We needed literally to find a place to live. We find we we searched for all possible options, and we both had a testimony that God provides a place to live mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. had already a miracle in our in our two previous places. God opened doors, mm-hmm. but at that time specifically, nothing was opening. We searched in New York. We searched in in Jersey City, and we were looking for an apartment for me and Chris to rent, and she would live with me, and then she would move out in December, and I would live with him. And we applied for maybe five, six apartments, but nothing opened. And finally, the day of moving arrived, we had our stuff uh, in boxes, (laughs) and we're looking at each other, and like, where are we gonna live? And we literally had no answer. Some apartments taking forever to give an answer to us. And yeah, in the middle of that situation, um, Chris, um, he had in his house in Jersey some rooms available. And he offered us to come to his house. And we we're like, okay, so let's do it. And that was a moment like also of decision. I think sometimes... Uh, moments of pressure and decision forces us to position about things that we've been avoiding to position and I feel like I was literally neglecting um, desires of my heart, neglecting that I wanted a summer wedding, neglecting that I didn't want to be striving so much to keep a single life in the moment that I was I knew I was supposed to be building a, a married life so all those things came like I, I was able to speak that out loud in the middle of that pressure of decision and moving and then I remember in that night before uh, I was trying to sleep but I couldn't because I was just so many things in my mind and I was just thinking I'm like maybe all of these crazy things that are happening is provision of God and like maybe mm. God is changing things Wow! and I felt in my heart like I actually would love to get married in the summer and just start my life with him instead of be trying to you know live a life single life in new york living somewhere else and like like but i i felt like that wasn't my season anymore but i just felt that but i was just like okay never mind i'm getting married in december and i wasn't even planning on talking about that thing to chris but then he was sleeping at the in, in the couch of our house that night because he was helping us with the moving. So I went to the living room because I wasn't able to sleep and he was awake and so we were talking. And then he turns to me and he says, what if we get married in the summer, in this summer? And I'm like, wow, like I was just thinking the same thing in my room when I was trying to sleep. And that was a moment that in the middle of all that craziness, our hearts came together and our conviction came together. And we were like, that's what we want. Like, what are, what were we thinking? Let's do it. Mm. And yeah, we decided in the morning, the next morning, like, hey, we're moving to Jersey. 
and we put all of our stuff in a U-Haul and came. <laughs> Jeanette came driving <laughs> to Jersey and we did our move. And wow. all of that, like even after moving here um, and we when we started doing the wedding planning, I could see how God literally closed those doors and brought us here and how he had purpose in us living in this house two months before the wedding, how he was helping me and Chris be able to have more time together to plan the wedding, how he was helping Chris conclude the past in some aspects in his life, in his house, how, you know, like many other aspects, like endless details of things that I was understanding only after, like, oh God, it makes so much sense that we are here, it makes so much sense that this is happening. Mm. And yeah, the doors opened like so big to us, so big. Um, we who gets a venue a nice venue in two months of planning like that's a miracle we got connected with a barn and they are christian too they're amazing people they're artists too and friends like for christian friends from different places like helping us and connecting um to be our vendors like decoration and food and people have people were so happy when we said like most of the people like my including our parents were so happy when we said that we were going to get married in summer even though we were changing drastically that drastically the date so mm. everything just started flowing and being so aligned so aligned so peaceful and we saw that like god changed the plans we were trying to do our own thing like let's do the responsible thing like let's get our apartment let's um, like which is good things but God has his timing and mm. he knows where he wants us and you know how he needs us in specific seasons and I believe like for this season God needs me and Chris together even if we don't have like all the things that we were planning to have before but he provided he provided a whole wedding two months and like wow, abundant yeah. with every detail of things that I like and that I would could ever imagine so yeah that's how things changed and we changed our wedding from the end of the year to the to now <laughs> yeah and how wow I'm just like hearing you retell like the story of the last two months and I'm like wow like God's hand and his faithfulness and like seeing that you guys are literally like your wedding isn't even gonna lack anything and it was done in like half. It was like done like a crazy amount of time. But it, it literally is going to like not lack a thing. And that's how like good God is and amazing. And it's all like following the desires of like our hearts and being like real about that. And not, mm. yeah, always listening to like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always a, a, um, a cheer people on to seek out wisdom. But it's like at the end of the day, like you said, it really is like God's voice. like what we should listen to but so yes so how do you how do you feel I feel I really feel like I'm just floating to my purpose I feel like so light so energized so joyful and peaceful um so into place so in the right place you know many people ask me are you nervous because of the wedding I'm like no I'm so peaceful I'm so like ready for it and not even it's that thing like when you're so 
well placed in the present that you are not crazy about the future and you like I don't know like I, I desire that but I'm not even like oh I'm super anxious and anticipating things I'm living each moment and with great expectation like with great joy for what is to come so yeah I feel like it's it's just so so good I once I I received a, a word from a friend a Christian friend it was a prophecy that he was saying that he was seeing me on a river and I was floating on the river you know when you float on the water and you're just laying on water and the river was carrying me and he said that throughout the river he was seeing my marriage happening he was seeing you know the ministry and things that God has for me happening and he was seeing me arriving to a final destination and that's literally how I see like in the beginning maybe some months before some things were not into place I was not so clear about my emotions I was in ups and downs I was insecure about some things of course God has been dealing with so much deep stuff in my heart um, and but pro like after all of that when finally the time is coming of the wedding to happen the only thing I feel is like as if I was floating on water and wow. being taken to the altar so yeah that's literally how I feel <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I'm so I can't even I'm so happy right now ah Jesus so usually mm -hmm. I have the guests pray f for over people but I'm gonna mm -hmm. pray for you um so yes jesus wow i'm just so oh i'm in a love fest i'm in a love fest with jesus just hearing how good he is and just the love being poured out so god i just pray over this wedding god that the love that we're feeling right now will be filled all over the room be filled throughout the ceremony throughout the reception god that everyone will feel the love of God and it will be a testimony to how good you are to how you provide for your children that we do not have to go in the ways of the world or the ways other people are telling us but that listening to you is the way Lord so I just thank you Jesus I pray over Audrey I thank you for what you're going to do in her marriage for her and Chris God I pray complete complete peace over their home lord complete joy and abundance of your presence in this new season god and just an even this continued river flowing that it become river flowing uh, uh rivers of living mm. water that is so hard to say rivers of living water just continue to flow out of them and they just carry the presence of god wherever they go lord yes jesus thank you father we love you so much amen Amen. Thank you so much. Wow. If that episode blessed you and you got wisdom from that, I would love if you could just screenshot it and share it to your Instagram story and tag us at the sisters of Christ. More and more women need to hear stories like this of God's faithfulness, of waiting on the Lord, of trusting in him and that he is good to fulfill his promises i was reading a scripture in john no luke luke 1 40 something and it says blessed is she 
who believed the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. So if that is you, that you are believing that God will fulfill his promises, we just speak blessings over you. We say yes and amen. We come into agreement with that. And we are so excited to see you on the next episode. Bless you, girl.